Hi, welcome to Harvest Church Podcast. We pray that as you listen today, you are blessed and encouraged. Thank you so much for listening in. If you want any more information about our ministry, we'd love you to jump onto our website, harvestaustralia.org. Have a great day. Today, I want to share on something that this week I've been in uh, deep thought and I've been uh, had this impression strongly this week that this is for some people watching today and I've called it, don't stop the process. Don't stop the process. I don't know about you, but um, I remember when I was much younger, late teens, and I first caught the bus to the city, maybe one of my first times I ever did it. I don't even know where the buses operate like this now, I'm sorry, but uh, you used to have to press a button to get them to stop at a certain stop. And I remember being on the bus the first time and um, toward the city, so, you know, 45 minutes traveling time. And I remember not being sure which was my stop. And so I remember concentrating hard all the way, or maybe you have a little nap early on and then you wake up and you're, and you're just thinking, okay, is this my stop? Is this my stop? And I remember actually pressing the, the stop early and um, getting off early because I, I was fearful that I might miss the right one and it might distant go beyond my stop. And so getting off early and then having to walk the rest of the journey from stop to stop. Life is like this. So often, we don't go the full journey because out of fear, we press the stop button early. And my encouragement to you today is whatever is going on in your life and our lives in this time, we don't want to abort what God wants to birth. We want to make sure that we see it through, that we reach the fulfillment of everything that God has for us at this time. One of the things that Karen and I remind each other of regularly is the word transformation. This word means so much to us. And as Christians, we are an ongoing transforming being. We're being made into his likeness. And so we're always aiming toward Christ. We're not aiming toward our problems or our failures, or our troubles, and our sufferings, and our disappointments. We're aiming toward victory. We're aiming toward the cross, the risen Christ, not the defeated Christ, the risen Christ. And so from that standpoint, we're living from victory and to victory, not from our problems. And so sometimes our perspective plays a big part in that. But remember that word transformation, because whatever we're going through right now, deep in our lives, maybe no one else knows, God wants to bring about transformation. He is a powerful God. He will pull us out of any situation. Whatever you're going through today, he has the power to conquer. Whatever situation you're facing, he has the authority and the insight and the wisdom that you need. All we have to do is dive in. All we have to do is ask him. All we have to do is recognize his power and his presence is needed in our lives. We do not have it in and of ourselves. Sometimes just that realization, that humility in a human being of saying, I don't have what it takes to control this situation any longer. I've had enough. I need the transforming power of Christ in my life. And that moment we do that, we yield 
And we come to him and he says, right, it's about time. Let's do this. Let's get victory happening in your life. Let's begin a process of transformation. I want to read from Psalm 51, verses 16 and 17, and we're going to pick it up in these two verses. And this is written by David after he'd committed adultery with Bathsheba and he'd sinned and he'd uh, murdered and he'd, he'd done some terrible stuff. And so he's really crying out to God in this time. And he says in verse 16 and 17, You do not delight in sacrifice, or I would bring it. You do not take pleasure in burnt offerings. My sacrifice, O God, is a broken spirit. A broken and contrite heart, you, God, will not despise. He hears us when we are broken. Don't stop the process. Whatever process is going on in your life right now, I want to encourage you, don't stop it. Don't abort what God wants to bring about. Because this process of transformation, this process of victory, this process of growth and new life, and sometimes the process of dying and brokenness is a necessary process in every human being. I doubt there is a human being in history who has ever accomplished anything great without being broken maybe many, many times. Smith Wigglesworth, the great healing evangelist, said this, Before God could bring me to this place, he has broken me a thousand times. You might feel like God has broken you a thousand times through situations, through people. Maybe you feel like you've been betrayed, hurt, vilified. You've been offended. You've had many things go wrong in your life, or maybe you just haven't reached the potential and you're lonely and there's, there's real uh, struggle going on in your life. I want to give you encouragement today. Many people go through this. In fact, the greatest people on earth go through that journey. They go through the, the process. We don't always see the process. We don't always see the cave moments. We don't always see the depth and the drowning and the, the brokenness and the yielding and the prayer and the tears and the suffering of people who are victorious because they look all good and successful. But what we don't see is behind the scenes and maybe for years there's been brokenness. And if someone like Smith Wigglesworth, who you know, in his younger years could barely piece together a few words. He stuttered and he was nervous and not confident. And then in the later half of his life, because he started quite late in his late, late 40s, uh, you know, to then have a global healing ministry that, that was almost unparalleled at the time. When we, when we look at a guy like that and we think, wow, God can use you. We just need to not abort the process, persist, last the journey, and be faithful with what he's giving us and don't stop the process. Don't get off early just because it's tough, just because there's things we can't see beyond the horizon. Don't press the button early because oftentimes we put a ceiling over our life and we, we stop ourselves, we stop our mature and our transformation growth at that point. We want to go the full journey. If it's one thing as a leader and a pastor, and this is both as a CEO in business with hundreds of employees over the years and, and also in church life and leadership, if there's one thing that I could recognize both in my life but in the lives of many, many other people around me, if there's one piece of advice or one thing I would say to, to Christians, it would be be resolute in seeking the ongoing transformation 
into the likeness of Christ. And that means when we hit a point where we struggle, we don't stop. Don't press the button. Because that is the exact point when Christ needs to come in and bring transformation. If we press the stop button, we will either go back to the beginning again and have to go through that whole journey again, and or we'll put a ceiling over ourselves. We might not see it, but everyone else will see it. We'll put a ceiling over ourselves and we will stop the personal growth and maturing that God wants to bring about. He wants us believers to be bigger and better than before. At the beginning of this coronavirus lockdown or shutdown, isolation, whatever you want to call it, I made a distinct decision and I shared about some of this stuff to make sure that I come out of this better and healthier and stronger and fitter and spending more time with the Lord and our family. And there were specific things that I made decisions with. And I'm happy to say, I don't know if we're halfway through this or whatever we are, but those things are working. And I've made sure every day I've stuck to those things. But they, that didn't just sovereignly fall on me. I've made sure that each and every day I don't stop the process. I get in the trench. Uh, let's say just with fitness, because it's an easy one to track. And spiritually, you can't track these things as, as easy. I wish we had a spiritual Garmin watch so we could see when we're praying, there was monitoring our steps and our resting heart rate and other statistics. And we could go, Lord, we're getting closer to you, but it doesn't work that way. But in fitness, we, we have these ways of tracking. And, and so it, it's been so good for me to be able to dive into that and give to that. But, but I don't feel like it a lot of days. I don't feel like, especially if the weather's not so good and Look outside, it's raining and it's cold. And it's like, oh my gosh, I don't feel like doing that. But I've learned, don't stop the process. And this really is a word for some of you watching today. You've wanted to give up. You've wanted to stop the train because it's just too hard. Or you've wanted to press the button and you know other things seem to be moving, but you don't seem to be moving. Then I'm speaking to you today. Don't press that button. Don't stop this process because Jesus wants to come into your situation right at this point, at the pressure points. That's when he wants to come in and he wants to bring the likeness of Christ and say, come on, I'm transforming you. Come on, this is the process of sanctification. If we choose to stop the process of sanctification, then we stay like babies. We, we stay like babies. We can't be trusted with the bigger things. And I believe God wants to trust us as believers with bigger things of the kingdom, with the meat, with the good stuff, with the, the heavy duty stuff, with challenges in, in, the, in the secular world, challenges in the universities, challenges in the workplace, challenges in culture and society. But he can't trust us with the bigger things if we get offended at these little things and we stop the process, we stay like babies. And the world keeps laughing, saying, see, you get offended just like we do. You look just like us. You, you talk just like us. You don't have this, this love and this forgiveness and this faithfulness and this resilience that you, you preach because we don't see it in you. We want to evidence the kingdom of God, not just talk about it. And so it's very, very powerful when we realize that the breaking, the crushing, the pressure, the rejection, the offenses are all used by the Father to bring about bigger, stronger, healthier believers. And so all of these situations, even in this situation in the world today, I believe there are opportunities for all of us to take a look at ourselves and say, Lord, what are you doing in me? What are you saying to me in this hour? What could I be doing in this season 
where I'm, I'm under the radar, so to speak. What could you be doing in my life in this season that you can achieve now that you couldn't achieve in another, another time, another season? And we want to make sure we come out of this bigger and stronger. And we want to come back at Harvest Church and, and fill the place again and, and worship and, and say hello to one another. It might be a little while before we're doing that. But, but I want to encourage you. Take a look at what he's put in front of you today. What has what he put in your hands now? What capacity do you have to evidence the kingdom of God stronger and bigger and healthier in your life right now? And there may be struggles, there may be trials, but that's the point Jesus wants to come in and say, come on, let's deal with this. Let's deal with this. I want to talk about wounding and offence for a moment because I, I read something this week by Francis Frangipane and I think it's fantastic, so I want to actually read it and it's really talking about both wounding and offence. And he said, A wounded spirit is not the same as an offended spirit. We may have experienced a cutting remark or slander from someone that wounds us. As the wave of this event rolls over our thoughts, it is right at this moment that we must determine the outcome. That with God's help, we will make this work for us. It is at this juncture that we must process our wounds in a Christ-like manner. If we fail to respond rightly, we will begin to fake our Christianity. Indeed, an offended spirit left unattended and brooding in our minds will soon manifest as betrayal, hatred and cold love. Jesus said offences would be the ultimate cause that leads many to fall away from the faith. Listen well. In the above verse, Jesus linked the real cause of apostasy not to wrong doctrines, but to wrong reactions. It's so true. Every single human on the face of this earth and in history has been offended. You might have been offended recently or there might have been situations throughout your life where there's been offence and wounding. The issue is every human being faces this same stuff, different levels and different situations for all of us, but every human is faced with offence and wounding at various times throughout our life. The choice is, what are we going to do with it? Are we going to carry that through our lives and have that part of our personality and then maybe, as Francis says here, let it brood in our minds and it, it makes us have a cold love or even a fake love toward Christ and toward Christianity and the body of Christ. And if we've got that, then we are not going to be evidencing good fruit for the kingdom. We're actually going to be drying up. And we don't want to dry up. Even in this season when maybe we're not having as much contact with other people, we want to be fruitful. We want to be powerful. We want to be victorious. And the only way to do that is to apply the power of Jesus Christ to our lives so that we can be bigger and better coming out of this. And even in this season, I want to encourage, you, encourage other people, send them a text message or send them something or whatever you can do to, to reach out and encourage others because people need that. The body of Christ needs that. We need that. And it's been so good to see so many of you doing that and your smiling faces and other things around the place. Uh, but I believe that that's something that God has me specifically saying to you. Do not let wounding, do not let past hurts, do not let offences thwart the plans of God for your life because he didn't call you to that. He's called you to be bigger and better than that. He's called you to be an amazing person who speaks the kingdom of God, who is used powerfully for his kingdom's work, not for the enemy. 
Because the truth is, if we don't walk in the light, we walk in darkness, that you can't walk in both. And so this brokenness, this offence, this wounding is part of the process of, of the human journey. We're not perfect yet. We will be in eternity. We'll be perfect. We'll be with Christ. We'll be in unity with the Father. We'll have the presence of God all around us and, and, and there'll be limitless, limitless access to the Father. And, and we're not in that place right now. We, we have this human struggle. Don't let the human struggle overtake you. Don't let the human struggle be the thing that trips you up. Don't press the button early. Go the journey, see it out, because God is using this to grow you, to shape you, to build you into something bigger and better than ever before. And I believe that some today are called to great things. But the enemy has tried to come to steal, kill and destroy in your mind, in your body, in your thoughts, in offences, in relationships. These are very, very little things that the enemy blows up and makes into huge things. I don't know about you, but sometimes um, when we are faced with a challenge with people, it can really overtake us. But really, if we take stock and we think five years down the track and we think about the global situation and we, we realise, wow, it's actually such a minor thing. Make sure you put perspective on situations. Is it really that bad? Is it really that much drama? Am I really going to consume that much energy today on this pea-sized thing that really is not that much of an issue? Take kingdom perspective in a situation and sometimes just that alone will be the weapon of your warfare that you need to break down the enemy's plans and you'll be able to stare at that situation and go, that's nothing. That doesn't need to consume my energy. I'm not letting that rob me of victory today. And you place it where it should be. You might need to deal with it next week. You might need to deal with it next month or whatever it is, but you deal with it then and you say, okay, that's something I'm going to deal with. God will give me the wisdom I'm going to deal with, but today I stand in victory. I want to read another um, passage to us from Galatians 5, 7 and 8. And this is a, a great verse. I often remember this verse because the process of transformation is a powerful, powerful process. And this verse reminds us, stick to it, keep running. And Paul says to us, you were running a good race. Who cut in on you to keep you from obeying the truth? That kind of persuasion does not come from the one who calls you. Jesus doesn't thwart his own plans in your life. The Father doesn't tell you to press the stop button even through the tough times. But the enemy sometimes comes, and it might be through someone who's toxic. It might be through someone who's still carrying wounding and offensing, offences in their life. And they might come to you and say, oh, that's terrible. You know, it's time to, time to get rid of that. It's time to stop. It's time to do this. No, that's the voice of the enemy. I'm sorry. We just got to call it as it is. Doesn't mean they're the enemy. It just means the enemy's using words to come in to try and steal, kill and destroy. God wants to bring about victory. Remember that. And so that voice doesn't come from the Lord. And sometimes we need to say, no, I've had enough. I'm not listening to that any longer. If people's voices in your life are not positive, don't listen to them. You want to listen to those 
who are speaking life and have the fruit of the kingdom coming out of them. And this is something we make sure we always do. We're listening to people with fruit of the kingdom coming out. Otherwise, we, we, we put up you know, a, a, a cone of silence, so to speak. We still love people, but we don't have to let that voice in. And that way we keep our garden tended healthily. And that way we don't let those words come in. And that way we stay strong, we stay clear. And this, this passage I believe is for some. You were running a good race. You were strong in the Lord. You were pure. You were, you were enjoying things. You were seeing God do good stuff in your life and you had a joy. But somehow something or someone came and cut in and is trying to thwart the plans of God and trying to stop you from having that joy. Today is a day. Let it go. Let all that stuff go. Let the little issues go. Let the wounding, the offences, the trials, the struggle, even the stop button. God wants to bring about freshness today, even in your lounge room, on your device, on your summer watching, maybe at the beach or wherever you're watching from today. Let him in afresh. Let the joy of the Lord be your strength. Don't let offences hold you back any longer. Don't let words, negativity, people, your life, is too valuable to let other people, even if they're around you or whatever it is, your life is too powerful and too precious to let the enemy rob you of years of fruitfulness. Today is a day. Bring the joy of the Lord back. Get rid of the wounding. Let it go. Let go of the offences. Lay it at the foot of the cross today. And just in a few minutes, you can receive a fresh joy, fresh life. And you might have been away from the Lord for years. I don't know. You might have never really given your life to the Lord. I want to tell you that Jesus in an instant, as you watch today, can come into your life, can come into your situation and make it new and bring a fresh perspective to every situation don't let your brokenness stop you any longer. Don't let wounding, don't let issues, don't let your, any negative thinking, don't let any influence from anyone else stop you any longer. Today is a day of fresh life. Today is a day of victory. Today is a day to take up that calling that God has given you and given me and actually say, Lord, I want that transformation process. Bring it on. Just make it quick. That's exactly what I say. When we drink green smoothies, spirulina and all these sort of herbs and stuff like this, it tastes disgusting. It smells disgusting. And so I get it down as quickly as I possibly can because I know it's so good for me and it detoxifies and energizes my body, but it tastes disgusting and smells disgusting. So you get it down as quickly as you can. And that's what I say to God in the transformation process. Rip it off quickly, Lord, because I just, I just want it over with. And you might be like me and not like pain. Then just ask him today. Let's do this quickly, Lord. I'm just going to give you stuff today. I give you my junk. I give you my garbage. I give you my mouth. I give you any toxicity. I give you wounding and offences. I lay it at the foot of the cross today. I don't want it any longer. All those chains, that baggage, that negativity. It's not what humans are designed to carry. You're not designed to carry it. You've wondered why you're stressed. You've wondered why you're heavy and you've got stuff going on in your mind. Let me tell you, it's because you're not meant to carry that stuff. Jesus died for that stuff. Jesus died so that we can give him all our hurt, so that we can give him our pain, all the confusion in the world right now, all the differing opinions and the arguing, all this sort of stuff, all that stuff. Jesus died for everything. The enemy will use it to bring confusion 
and steal, kill and destroy. And if we fall for that, then we fall for the enemy's plan, not God's plan. And so we want his best. And, and that's our heart's desire is that the transformation, the transforming power of Jesus Christ would be real for you today. And so I want to pray and we're going to finish this and we're going to pray in victory today. And if you're with me, whatever situation you're going through, I want to ask that you just lay that stuff down and ask for the presence of God to fill your room, your car, wherever you're watching from today, anywhere in, in the state or in the city or in the nations, that today you would let go and let the king into your situation. Let him reign in your life. Let the power of God come and fill you with faith. And let me tell you, when we do this in faith, we don't have to feel anything. You might feel his presence or you might not. doesn't matter. But when we do this, he is good on his word. The Bible says his word does not return void. That means when he says something, it'll happen. And he says in Luke 11, when we ask, he will give us what we're asking for. And so as we do this, there's power and authority, the word of God on this. And we can be assured that he will do what he says he's going to do. And so whatever we're going through today, let's pray together. Let's lay stuff down. Let's walk in victory and watch what God does through this situation. Lord, I pray for whatever we're walking through, situations in our lives, offences, troubles, struggles, disappointments, woundings, bitterness, hurt, judgments, negativity, confusion, strife, baggage, chains, heaviness, weariness, fear, anxiety, stress, all of this stuff, all of this stuff comes from the enemy. And today we just, we quarantine all of that stuff and we call it out for what it is. And we admit and we repent and we bring it out before the cross of Jesus today. And we ask, Lord, that you would take this stuff from us. We repent and we give it all to you. We give it all to you, even where we've spoken wrongly, where we've allowed way too much of this stuff in our life, where we've, we've come under this stuff. We're not on top of it. We've come under it. We've let it take over. Today, in Jesus' name, we give it to you. We lay it at the foot of the cross and we say, Jesus, you died for all this rubbish. You died for all my sin, for all the depression, for all the anxiety, all the stress and heaviness and confusion. You died for all of it. And so we give it to you today. It's not ours, it's yours. And we place it at the foot of the cross today. And in Jesus' name, we ask that you would wash and cleanse us by the power of the blood of Jesus Christ, and that you would fill us with a fresh joy of the Spirit of God. You would give us back our victory. Give us back our salvation, so to speak. Lord, let our, let our first love return to us. Let the power of what it means to be a believer return. And we pray for that sanctifying transformation process of the cross and of victory in Jesus to fill us right now in Jesus' name. And I pray the power of God to fill your room, your car, your, your whatever you're watching from today, that the power of the Holy Spirit would fill you now and bring a transforming force in your life like never before that would give you the victory of Christ, that would allow you the power to say no to anything negative and all the other stuff. Just say no. 
I don't want it any longer. And Holy Spirit, that you would bear fruit in us like never before. Let it rise up. Let it rise up spontaneously and powerfully in our lives that this week there would be a difference. There'd be something different, that your joy would return, your lightness would return, your strength, your power, your authority. And Lord, I pray for awakening in hearts, awakening in hearts in this season that you would awaken hundreds and thousands of people in our region or watching us. And Lord, we pray that the great awakening would begin within within us today. Holy Spirit, that you would rise up your joy and your awakening and that a freshness would come upon us like never before in the power of the name of Jesus. Amen. Well, I pray and believe that God's done some good stuff today. You might want to share this message or get it out there, send it to someone. And uh, we thank you so much for all of your openness and your comments and your feedback. Keep sending us feedback. Send us a thumbs up. Let us know what's going on. And as the weeks progress, it's going to be great to be able to start up meeting in small groups and, uh, you know, and, and small sections again. And then, as Karen said, eventually, you know, up to 100, we'll look at how we do that. But we want to pray God's best over you and believe that in this season, God would awaken things in you and in me that he hasn't awakened maybe for years. So let's believe for that together. Let's, let's be praying for that as a people together, that he would awaken us, that we would come back so strong, so healthy, and so uh, fresh in his authority, that who knows what might happen when we regather together. And so we bless you guys. Thank you so much for watching. We pray this has been an encouragement. And from Karen and I, we just thank you and bless you for your joyful and your faith and standing with us. Bless you guys. Have a great week.